0: Hi again, everyone. Welcome to episode number 62 of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim Continez, along with my partner, Anthony Kepley, as we uh, will talk sports with you here tonight and today or this afternoon, wherever you download this. And if you do download it, don't forget to check our webpage at radiomvp.com. We can find us on the internet, The Real Radio MVP, on Twitter, we're on Facebook. Just search Radio MVP. Uh, podcasts and uh, we're just about everywhere you, buy, you download a podcast. Okay, let me get all that out of the way and uh, or, or we could even go one, one step farther and this would actually help us for those who are listening who get this through Apple Podcasts or other places that rate podcasts give us a rating review. The more ratings and reviews does actually help us others find us so we could actually use that help. Uh, I ain't going to tell you how to rate us just do it, and we'll be uh, very thankful. All right. So, Anthony, how are you doing, my friend? Great. It's it's nice to be back. It's
1: nice to be winding down the work week and the final day and a half before vacation. So it's all good on my end. So yeah,
0: all is good. And we'll remind everybody: vacation is Arizona, and it's a yes. good year, and that means uh, spring training with the Indians and somewhat the uh, Reds, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I believe we get the Reds Monday afternoon and maybe the Reds again on Tuesday against uh, Mr. Machado as uh, the Tribe's off that day. So we got to play around with the schedule and see who's where and uh, see what teams we want to see. I know my aunt has already ruled out the Cubs. She does not want to be around Cubs fans and can't say I blame her.
0: So I can't blame you neither. We'll (laughs) start right there with the baseball news Mm -hmm. since we haven't been on in about a week or so. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, I'm just, I'm perfect. I couldn't get it more right. Uh, Manny Machado to the, to the Padres and, and, uh, you know, Bryce Harper to the, the Phillies on, Mm uh, you know, 10 year and 13 year contracts, which of course I said would never happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, we talked, I kept telling people as, as time went on and you get closer spring training and you get into workouts and you get into spring training games, that I maybe seven, eight, nine, and then the Padres circled back around and bam, uh, Machado lands a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal with incentives that can get crazy, and then Harper a week or so later who I did not see 13 years coming at all. I don't think any uh, of us did. But give credit to Philadelphia for – I mean, they they said from the beginning of free agency they were going to be all in, and they were all in. And, you know, the Dodgers made a, a club-friendly offer that was still lucrative four years for 42 or $45 million. Um, but I give Bryce Harper credit. He said he wanted to be in one place for a long period of time. Now, it's all fun and games right now when he signs that big deal. We'll see in a couple years. I know there's no opt-out or no trade clause, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But, hey, those two players are two of the best players we have in our game. So, if they're good enough to make that money and the team says, yeah, we want to give it to them, then I'm not going to say they shouldn't be making that money.
0: Well, no, and here's the thing, and you're right and baseball is a billion dollar industry. We've mentioned many times and the larger markets have a little bit more money to spend Uh than the the smaller markets. It is surprising what San Diego has done. They're not considered one of the large markets in baseball. However, you know, last year, uh, they say in Hosner for a $20 million a year deal. And then this year they get, you know, Machado on the uh, 10 year, $300 million deal. So, uh, not a little surprising, but you know, they're willing to spend the money and you gotta give them credit. That's yeah, they're the
1: willing to go for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh they don't necessarily have the pitching yet, but we'll see what happens in a long run mm-hmm. there. They As, got some some nice No, go ahead. They got some nice young core
1: position players. Uh some pitchers, young guys or a young team, except for Hosmer and you know, you can count Machado. even though he's young in age. He's been in the league for a couple of years. Um so uh, well, have to see it. they got a nice core. Uh, don't forget Will Myers, Manny Margot. Uh, but like you said, pitching is the name of the game. Come October, we've seen it every year. Um, but hey, give the Padres credit for going out and game. making a move when the NL West is not a surefire Dodger title. I, they lost some pieces. And, you know, I think the Dodgers are still the favorite, but you, you got to think that the Rockies and Padres are going to be battling it out for second place. So.
0: Yeah. I, I think you can pencil in the Dodgers to win that division. I mean, that's just my yeah. opinion. I agree with you there. and But, you know, we'll see who, you know, rises to the top there and maybe challenge them during the season. Yep. And uh, it'll be interesting to watch. There's no question about it. And, you know, Bryce Harper still – well, I, I did oh. 13 years. No, No coming, way and no way it's interesting how baseball works uh really you know philadelphia was in a spot of competing against itself and in a super agent you know and and boris that who just knows what he's doing he knows how to represent i mean it took a long time to get these deals done and it usually
1: does take long
0: yeah and some of these other clients of his had to wait in line and still are unsigned. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I mean, baseball has a problem there. Uh, however, I just don't think there's that many teams out there who can sign a 13-year contract. No,
1: there's
0: not. I, you know, there's there's, there's Philadelphia, there's New York. You know, there's you know Los Angeles has never done that. I mm-hmm. mean, nope. Dodgers, the 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 Angels, yes, they can. Their owner has many times have gone beyond. Numbers to sign players. We'll see next year. Well, we got two years yet, so Mm -hmm. after the 2020 season. But I imagine, you know, truth of the matter is, the offer will be there from the Angels. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I mean, Trout will hit the free agent market, and it'll just be really. I think Trout's scenario two years from now is simply this: every team's basically going to say, "You determine your value." Mm -hmm. and we're willing to sign you. I mean, I honestly do believe it's going to be kind of a blank check. How do you want to do this? Do you want a 10-year deal? Do you want a 15-year deal? You know, what what do you want, Mike Trout? And he's going to get it. If that's in Philadelphia, if it's staying in Los Angeles with the Angels, if it's moving to the Yankees, uh, I really think that's going to happen. And, you know, these deals go, you know, go back to – uh, Stanton's deal with the the Marlins, you know, when they made that ridiculous, you know, offer, and he signed that, you know, long term contract. What was it, fourteen year, three hundred and twenty million dollar deal? Yep. A few years back, so yeah. you know, now he's with New York, and all is good in the world, you know. And as uh, you go from there, but yeah, I didn't see a thirteen year deal. I honestly, I thought I didn't either. As time, if you told me that in December, I would have believed it. If you told me in January, I would have thought it was possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Once February rode around, I really didn't think no that way. was going to happen. I thought, if anything, it, the it would come to a point where uh, Harper and Machado would have said, okay, this is the deal on the table. It's eight years. You know, I mean, yep. a couple options to make a 10-year type thing, and they would have taken it. Mm-hmm. I really didn't expect mm-hmm. to see what we've seen. But then again, I'm not an agent. I'm not a player. I'm just a guy who's a, talk sports and and congrats to them, you know, and it really doesn't affect us. I mean, I tell you what it does affect as an Indian fan. And this will be interesting to see the market has now been placed for Francisco Lindor. We know what type of contract the Indians choose to make a deal with. Uh, It's going to cost 25 plus million dollars to sign a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lindor to a, 10 plus year contract because when he becomes a free agent in two years, that's what you're facing. And you know, Lindor's not, you know, he's just signed a ten and a half million dollar deal this year, so he seen value when the Indians offered to it and signed the one year deal, didn't have to go to arbitration. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Indians know what they're up against, and sooner or later, a ball club like the Indians, a ball club like the Reds or you name mm-hmm. the team has to sooner or later come up to the plate and make a decision on players about, do we make a long-term commitment to somebody who we brought through the organization? I'm not saying it's going to happen. Uh, the Indians traditionally since free agency have only made one 10 year contract. Yep. History of baseball. And that was the first one ever to Wayne Garland back in the seventies. And uh, that nah. didn't work out. No, it a Uh So, but different ownership, different era, different time, and we'll see what happens going forward so i I'm not upset i'm just i, I just I, I'm not even disappointed. I'm happy for all involved I, I can care less it's not my money as I always tell everybody, yep, and you shouldn't worry about someone else's money because you're not you know part of the process not them, yeah yeah, yep. Uh, if you want to say, oh, it costs me more at the ballpark well okay that's that's a possible. that's you know yep I'm not saying they won't um but if you're willing to pay the price because you believe that there's value in it, you'll buy a ticket. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, you'll buy the hot dog and you'll buy the, the Coca Cola. Yep. And you know, you'll buy the Cleveland Indian hat or the whatever teams logo you want because you find value in it. So, uh, you know, that's what it comes down to. How do you find value? Where is value? And we've seen that in all sports and I'm happy that it's over. As a baseball fan, I'm tired of hearing about it for the last four months. I'm glad it's over. And, uh, you know, there's still more free agencies you know, out there. I don't know where they're going to land. I have no idea where Keuchel's going to land. Uh, you know, I have no idea where Gio Gonzalez will land. Mm-hmm. If they'll get long-term deals, I have no clue. Uh, Craig
1: Campbell still hasn't signed yet either.
0: Yeah, and Adam he Jones says he don't want to Charles sign Gonzalez. anything that's not a long-term deal. So we'll see. Uh, Philadelphia makes the most sense for him, I think. Yeah. I don't know if they're they're going to open a a four or five-year deal for him or not, Mm but we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, where the rest of these higher-name free agents go. Um, You you still think about Adam Jones and Carlos Gonzalez and Gio Gonzalez, like you said, and Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. You know, these are all big-name players in our game – that on March 7th, we're 21 days away from opening day. Well, 13 or four, if you count the Japan says, but 21 cents, your favorite holiday um, and my favorite national holiday. There should be a national holiday um, that these guys haven't signed yet. And I just, right now they're back themselves in the corner where the long-term deal may not be what they had envisioned. However, we were put. We were wrong with Harper and Machado, so uh, oh, yeah. we'll see. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's it, there's a lot of guy, a lot of really good ball players out there. Uh, every team has needs, and we'll just have to see. It, it, it's a big waiting game, unfortunately.
0: So yeah, what's yeah. happening? I mean, the game has slowed do
1: down.
0: Well, teams have gotten smarter. Teams understand. Uh-huh that signing a player over 30 is putting themselves in jeopardy, meaning you may not get full value out of that player after age 32 or 33. So Mm -hmm. when you have a player who signed a long-term deal at, let's say, age 31 and he's going to play till he's 37, you're probably paying really for the first two or three years of that contract and that's it. Meaning that's, you're, you're, you're front-loading it in a sense. You're paying all this money because you expect great years for those first two or three seasons. In the last two or three years of that contract, you really don't expect to get the same type of production and value out of that player, but you're willing to overpay now to have that player today. And uh, that's just the way it works. I mean, I don't make the rules, and you know that's just how baseball is done today. And uh, we'll be interested to see. I'm kind of curious on the Indians' front, uh, if what type of moves they'll still make I still think there's a possibility I'm not saying it's a high probability but uh, I could see them looking to add uh, another player I mean oh we'll, I think they will yeah I, and I don't know where it's going to come from I mean they could uh, obviously the bullpen can always do well uh, but you know we're gonna I'm I'm kind of curious you know we got it seems like the the signals coming out of the Indians is this is the uh, – this is the outfield we're going to start the year with. And they'll make – Yeah, I can't blame them. Oh.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, look, you – if you look at the first two weeks of spring training, this is uh, Martin Allen, and then Naquin. you'd assume Zimmer's um, progressing really, really nicely, to use Francona quotes – uh, in his rehab, and he shouldn't be too far along. Um, look, if Naquin can get back to where he was pre-injury last year, and that's if, again, 280, uh, Martins, concerning where he was six months ago, he's playing really well. Greg Allen's look good. Now it's all spring training. doesn't mean anything. But these guys are showing signs that, hey – You know, look, you always want to add a bigger name in the outfield, but the Indians and Francona specifically have shown that they don't need big-name outfielders to win games. I mean, do I think the Indians are done making moves for the outfield? No. I still think they're going to go add somebody. Uh, Is it an Adam Jones or Carlos Gonzalez? I don't think so, but it could be as the days go on and – opening day draws near. I think the needs to have a really good shot to add one of those kind of players. Um, and who knows? Uh, Oscar Mercado has showed nicely in spring training. He's played really well. Daniel Johnson's looked good. I tell you the guys look really good. Also is Trace Thompson.
0: Yeah. I was just going to mention I him.
1: I mean, for a guy that's bounced around between the white Sox and the nationals organization, um, Venus took a flyer on him, and he's played really well. He's he's had a nice glove in the field. He's sitting two eighty six, three hundred. You know, averages don't really matter. much training, he's put some good swings in the ball. Well, that's um, he gets so there's, and you got Jake Bowers also who they want to look at.
0: Well, he's that right handed bat that they need mm-hmm. in the outfield. So, you know, he fits well, and he may be uh, a guy who kind of replaces. Uh, you know that, Brandon bat, Geyer. yeah, Brandon Guyer, the yep. right-handed back coming off the bench slash the bench, outfielder. Yeah. Um, so I can I definitely see, see him getting get you know, some mm-hmm. playing time and opportunity. And it looks like just listening to Francona during spring training, that seems to be where they're penciling him in as a potential yeah. player for uh, for Guyer. So we'll see. And uh, you yeah, know, yeah, it's all it's all very fluid right now. Yeah. Like I said, this team will grow as far as the starting pitching takes them. I mean, and you got five starters, you know, and they're just going to continue to grow. By the way, did you yes. see the video that uh, that Bauer made on Martine? No, I did not. I saw the
1: video of him in the bullpen warming up, talking to a fan, which I thought was really interesting. I did not see the one for Martine.
0: Yeah. He made like a little short, uh, documentary about what happened to, to, uh, Martine last season and Mm -hmm. his recovery and, you know, and how the Indians stuck by him and what he went through. And it was really, really put together. Well, uh, it was just him interviewing him in a sense and talking to him and then having a first person, uh, point of view of Martin explaining what happened to him and how happy he is to be where he's at. And, you know, mm-hmm. thankful for the opportunity he has, you know, to be with the Indians and how the Indians stood by him, you know, during some of his darkest times. And it was, it was really good. I imagine it's still, if you want to see it, just go to uh, Trevor Bowers Twitter page and uh, mm-hmm. go back into his history on it. And it's there. It, it was a, it's a nice, it was really a quality video. You could see, his future. Uh, yeah, I was just
1: about to bring I that up. Done yep.
0: with baseball. Uh, I could definitely see him getting into, uh, you know, some type of work with ESPN or Fox or whoever it may mm-hmm. be, uh, Major League Baseball network. You know, you can see that really intrigues him and interests him. I mean, he always did have the the go. It was a GoCo camera on his yeah, a GoPro or yeah, road pro yeah, yeah, camera on his head during the playoffs, you know, and there was celebrations. So you can see, I mean, he's an interesting, you know, he's an interesting cat, as they like to say. And yeah, I he's get it. Yeah, well, you but know, I'm glad he's on our side. That. You know, um, I just read today where uh CC Sabathia has yes, ESPN to do and mm-hmm. work with them, and um, during the season and. You know, maybe going forward after his career ends, after the end of this year, so uh, you can see these players kind of reach out and show their little personalities and what's going on. It's kind of fun. I enjoy it, and uh, I tell you what, I recommend it highly. Just go go on. Uh, I mean, I think everybody follows Bower's outage, and uh, you need to. Yep. Do. uh It's it's. If you're a social media guy. You like following sports players. He's a fun follow, and uh, he's probably, he's probably one of the most Major League Baseball. Yeah. And we'll see uh, we'll see what's what happens. But I mean I'll be interested to see if he makes more of those type of things during the season or if it's just because you know it was spring training where they have a lot more time on their hands and yeah, going yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, he's he's an interesting guy and I and I loved what he did. I really thought it was a well produced. I think it was about five, six minutes long max, but it mm-hmm. was it was done nicely and you can hear him asking questions and Martine. Interacting and then talking about what he went through, and of course, you know, uh, English is not Martin's uh, natural language. No, so, you no, know, he he did a terrific job, and I was uh, very impressed with the whole whole thing. So, uh, I recommend it highly. If you get a chance to see it, see it.
1: Yeah, if there's if there's someone to do something along that nature, it is sure Bauer. He's. Like you said, he's quirky. He beats the tune of his own drum. Um, but when you really look at it, he's a very smart guy. He's probably one of the smartest guys in mid League Baseball. Um, we know his work ethic, and it doesn't surprise me um, because Trevor has the last couple years prided himself on being a good teammate um, with his friendship with Roberto Perez and. Um why Perez is his every why Perez is catcher when he starts. Um and you know, listening to his interview about Perez and how pe- the general public doesn't see the kind of character Perez is, but he sees it. Um and his friendship with Klebbinger that's you know and and Carrasco, I mean Carrasco and Bauer are two of the key cogs of keeping the clubhouse loose when the Indians were going through their uh, historic win streaks. And, you know, and now with Martine, it's just, um, it's something you like to see because spring training, as you know, and Tito talks about it, is where the guys really come together and bond. Um, so it's, it, it's nice to see. Um, it's, is Trevor outspoken? Yes. Is he quirky? Yes. But baseball needs those kind of guys. And I'm, and I'm glad he's on our team, because if he wasn't, he'd probably had pretty good success against us.
0: You're looking at, a, at a, really a future Cy Young Award winner. It's just a matter of yep. when. And yeah, uh, like you said, he's different, but he's a lot he's a lot of fun as a fan to uh, to watch and, and to admire and uh, and what he does on the field. You know, you don't always have to agree with a with a player on a personality level, but you can always enjoy their talents and their personality in general. And exactly, that's what I you know. That's just with anybody you meet, to be honest mm-hmm. with. you. don't always have to agree with someone to like them. Yep. You can actually yeah. enjoy them even though you disagree with them. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is as much fun or uh, it makes you think about it in a different angle and in a different thought process. And that's, those are all good. Hey, uh, yep. quickly, let's uh, jump over to the NFL real quick. Yep. Uh, your Broncos made a move today. They uh, yep. traded their quarterback uh, in, that they brought in last year in case Kim, uh, they're going to get a, what a fifth rounder and they're sending back a seventh rounder and paying half his salary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keenan, we worked his deal it was no surprise that um, Elway worked tirelessly to find a trade partner instead of releasing him and eating the money they owed him. And it makes sense for Washington where Alex Smith with a horrific leg injury, you, you can pretty much, No, he's not going to be ready this year, Um, and who knows? Will be ready for his career again. So I think the Redskins sat back and did they want to go through a whole season as Josh Johnson? No, Um, they got a nice team. Uh, So did you want to do the rookie quarterback thing? No. So it 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 makes sense. Um, Keenan probably gets to come in and be the starter now. Denver has cleared that cap space, and I think in total they saved three and a half million or some,
0: yeah. something
1: along those lines towards cap. Um, so it's a it's a win win for both parties, and um, we'll see if Keenum can't have a bounce back year in Washington. Um, so not a surprise that Elway work so hard to do the deal and the Redskins make the most sense of anybody in the NFL that needs a, a veteran guy to come and start right now.
0: There's no question. I thought it was just a win-win for both teams. Yep. And uh, you got something back and you were able to do something. I mean, let's face it. You didn't, you didn't bring in uh, the Baltimore's quarterback for a reason. You, you, Yeah. yeah, Flacco's there for a reason. He's there to start. And yeah, you don't sit on the bench No. Uh, yeah, his days of sitting on the bench are over again. And however, the uh, NFL combines happened this past week. Mm-hmm. I watched about uh, three minutes of the entire comp. Com, uh,
1: Probably as much as I watched. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I uh, caught a few highlights, and it's it's impressive to watch at times. However, uh, some people made money doing that. You know, I mean. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. They yes, they did. And. Yes, they I did. I will see this. Uh, it looks like Kyle, Kyle Murray will be the number one pick. I don't know how yeah. it does not happen. I you know, I don't know either. Uh, and just looking at, at all indications, uh, Arizona is going to move on from Josh Rosen, and he's available. And their new head coach, even before he became head coach, said if I had the first pick in the NFL draft, I would drop Kyle Murray. I mean, it's just yep. so obvious. Yes, it does. Now where and does he, Josh Rosen land? Now that Washington's off the board, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of teams I think are using quarterback or even yeah. a backup. A
1: backup, yeah, yeah.
0: New and, England,
1: I've heard, is a possibility. Yeah. Uh, what about the Steelers? Exactly. Ben's Ben's not going to be there much longer. And do you trust Josh Dobbs or Mason yeah. Rudolph? Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. Know. Yeah, no. I mean I don't know. Uh they need the one Titans, for the future. They need one for the future. I mean is Marcus Mariota the the future of the Tennessee Titans? I don't know. Um Andy Dalton in Cincinnati with his injuries and getting up there in age. It's it's you know there's a lot of like there's a lot of, Oakland yeah. there's rumors that they want to move on from Derek Carr. So, um
0: It'll be interesting to see how they. Handle yeah, it's gonna
1: it. be really interesting to see because there are a lot of teams out there um,
0: that it's need even a quarterback. The greatest smoke screen of all time to get out of the number one spot, or, or it's the worst leak job of all exactly, time. Exactly. I don't think there's any middle ground. How do you feel if you're Josh it's Rosen, the right greatest now? smoke job of all time, or the worst leak job ever? Because yeah. everybody knows what you're going to do ahead of time. So we'll see uh, what goes on and quite honest with you, all the rumors about Murray not being able to be uh, having good interviews and that with other teams. If Arizona Cardinals had the first interview with you, because they're in the number one spot, yep. and they sat down and they talked to you and said, we're taking you right. number one. What's the point? Of, yeah. yeah what, the, what are you doing? Yeah. Your day? yeah what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what's the point of, you know, if the bagels
1: come along and talk to him? Like, come exactly. on. Exactly. And man. he's like, I'll never be there. Yeah. It's I to don't care.
0: Happen. Exactly. I, hey, the
1: weather in in September and October is really great in such and just place. Sorry, guys. I don't care. I'm going to Arizona where it's going
0: to be 80 <laughs> year round. So You know, the Los Angeles Chargers interviewed him and they actually said it went well. But my point is, uh, do you really think he's going to be available when the Chargers are drafting? Nope, <laughs> nope. And if he is, and there's that—that's the shock the, of the draft. It's the biggest smoke screen
1: in NFL history, and everybody was bamboozled.
0: Exactly, and, and good
1: for Josh Rosen for still having a job if that happens. But yeah, I think uh, Rosen is going to be looking for a fresh start, and it could be a good thing. Yeah, I- Arizona was probably not not going to win in the next. Three or four years, um and you know, give, give Larry Freshard credit for sticking with that organization throughout a you know, throughout his career. He's been through some really lean years, a lot more leaner years than successful years. um And good on him for sticking around and coming back for, yeah, another season. So,
0: hey, that's all you can do. But, you know, as we uh, talk a little bit more football, it looks like uh, Antonio Brown will be traded tomorrow, Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, interesting uh, scenarios there. Obviously, Oakland is a a high potential landing spot, and a couple other teams have been Mm banded about. Uh, I think actually Arizona was talked about, but they have now basically bowed out of that. Tennessee, I've heard. Tennessee. Yeah, uh, it has supposedly still in it. I don't know what they have to offer. Uh, uh, if you're looking for a first-round draft pick, I I just don't see it. But you know, uh, we'll see. You know, I uh, I'm curious to see where he lands, and uh, I think we might be seeing the uh, the retooling or the dismantling. And I'm kind of leaning towards the latter of the Pittsburgh Steelers now that Levion Bell and Antonio Brown will both be uh, gone next season.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's amazing to me, and maybe it's just me, but it's amazing to me that the Pittsburgh Steelers, who let's be honest, to their fans' eye, they're Super Bowl contenders every year. To the general public, no. They're not. They, haven't been, they have not been legitimate Super Bowl contenders in, in the last 10 years. One or two years, maybe. I mean, let's be honest. And yeah. every year, we hear about we got to have this on offense. So we added Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, we got to have we added James Conner. And then no no way we need, not one, but we need two tight ends. And no way we got to sign this offense line that offense line. And, and we still got Ben. And Ben's in their eyes is the the Father of the Son and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And but every year that defense is abysmal, and they and they do nothing to add to it. And I'm sorry, Joe Hayden's a nice pickup. He's not going to turn the notch from AAC divisional contender to Super Bowl contender.
0: Well, that's exactly it. I mean, he's they, a nice veteran.
1: They used to get younger when they need to. They. They wait till a father time has started, has done, and is sitting back laughing at them to, to make moves. They always seem to be a year or two behind. And I don't know if it's just me noticing that or. I think it's just, it's
0: just as a combination of uh, the Mike Tomlin era. I mean, he hangs on to the players a little bit longer than uh-huh. uh, maybe the, what the organization used to, um, they do move on for players and, they, and they're proving it again they're moving on from both bell and brown this year and we'll see how you know how this affects them and what they do in the draft and how they move forward and i just find it interesting you know i had this discussion at work and i basically said look the steelers have been in a perfect situation in the last 10 15 years and have done anything. play in the afc north where you had the cleveland browns and the cincinnati bengals and the baltimore Ravens as your six games in division every year well there's four wins right away before you even start the season because you're going to beat Cleveland twice and you're going to split two games minimum with the other three so there you know if you sweep one another you're looking at before you you can actually have five wins out of the division go five and one every year or four and two and all you have to do is play 500 the rest of the season you got 10 plus wins yep yeah you know and that's exactly what their formula really has been, yeah they've had a few years where they won twelve games where they've actually had a better rec you know record mm-hmm. uh, against non divisional teams and stuff like that, and I'm not taking anything away from what they have achieved. My point is uh that's where you, in divisions is within your division you dominate, so we'll see exactly how that you know goes forward now that they're not going to have the statue of players that they've had before i mean they had two premium uh game breakers in bell and and brown yep I just don't know how you replace two replacing one you could probably get away with when they did last year two, with bell right but now you're gonna have to replace two, two yep and that's that's a lot that's, yeah it's, it, it's a it's a big drop off in talent you it, like i said if you have a five-star talent and you replace them with four-star talent, you notice the difference. Yeah, oh well, yeah. If You replace them with a three and a half star, you really notice the difference because that's why they're five-star, you know, Hall of Fame type players, and those are what Bell and Brown are. And well, we'll just you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the Steelers react going forward. Look, they've always drafted well.
1: They've mm-hmm. always
0: found players. I mean, Bell was a steal back what in the fourth or fifth round when he was drafted. And, Antonio Brown was yeah. fifth
1: round from Central Michigan. Uh, yeah, so. and
0: uh, Bell was, I think, a second round pick uh, when from they Michigan drafted State, him. Yeah. So they've always drafted well. They've always had good scouting and 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 pinpointed players, you know, to bring into their organization. So we'll be interesting to see, though. But like I say, uh, it's tough to replace what are truly Hall of Fame type number of players that uh, Bell and Brown are, and. Going forward, it'll be interesting to see. Speaking of more football, real quickly, the Browns, mm-hmm. uh, Rumorville, going crazy about, oh, uh, nuts. Uh, you know, Beckham. I don't know. Odell's, I, I just don't see it when he's on the field. No, yeah. I just, I, I'll be honest. I, I just be surprised, and and I'm always wrong. So, <laughs> put them right in. So next
1: week, the Cleveland Browns. We'll announce that they have traded for Odell Beckham Jr.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I just I don't believe everything I hear on uh, Twitter and what I see, and I think people run with it a lot faster than it's actually there. Um, I'll be honest. I'd rather the Browns make a move for Metcalf in the draft. I don't love the kid. I mean, the kid's an
1: absolute freak.
0: Yeah, I mean, the size and speed and everything else. Uh, I think, you know, where they're drafting, they can make a move up to get him if necessary, or they could uh, possibly have him fall to him. I think, the I think he's a top 10 talent right now. After yeah, he is. So, oh, yeah, he shot uh, up draft boards yeah. this weekend. I, yeah, after the combine. So I, I can't imagine you wouldn't have to move up to get him, but anything is possible. It can happen. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, you know, we'll see. Let's just just put it that way. We'll see. I'm I'm less. I have. I have. I'm more skeptical about that whole thing than I am a believer. We're going to have a
1: lot of uh, news coming out in the next six days when the new new league year starts March 13th. That's when uh, these rumors will either be big smoke screens or be John Dorsey's have an to him. John. and he's shown that he's he's probably been the most aggressive GM since he's taken over the Browns.
0: He was that way in Kansas City, too. Yeah. I mean, he made the move to go get Mahomes when everyone yeah. was shocked when he did it. How right was he there, you know? Uh, he was he was willing to take a chance on players, you know, so, you know, like Tyreek Hill. And, you know, he's done it here in Cleveland. He believes in talent. And then, you know, getting them into a system and and being able to get them uh-huh. to do the right thing once they're there. We'll see, you know. Uh I, I'm curious to see how it all works out. But it should be a lot of fun uh in the next couple of weeks as Browns fans. Because uh, John Dorsey has been just so unpredictable. And, and that's not a bad success. thing. No, no. And, and successful. Look, yep. he's old school. He's old school. And I kind of like that. And he's, you know, I don't think anyone thought, you know, Kitchen was going to be the head coach uh, when the season ended. And he is, I don't think anyone thought, uh, you know, that they would draft a six foot quarterback, number one overall. And, they <laughs> and, you know, uh, you know, Baker's been phenomenal and, you know, you got it, you know, he's a risk taker, but he's a, he's a, he's one of those guys who like knows knows the percentages better than you and I. Uh, you know, there's some guy. Some people understand uh, Like a I younger say? but far? Yeah, well, when I'm when I'm saying Not that is, what I'm trying to say is he understands, yes, the rest of the world looks at it as a huge gamble, but he sees the better odds in it than we do. Uh, he knows mm-hmm. who the winner is versus who the loser is. And he's going to come out on top probably, you know, 75, 80% of the time when mm-hmm. he moves. And you know, that's just like Callaway. You know, he took a lot of grief drafting Callaway. He took a lot of grief in Kansas City drafting Tyreek Hill. And, you know, he took grief drafting uh, Baker Mayfield. And, he, you know, so far he looks like a genius. Yep. Yes, he uh, does. You know, the trades that he made last year, uh, not one of them you wouldn't do again, including trading for um, the quarterback from Buffalo and Tyrod Taylor Taylor, do it again I'm sure in this situation would make you know and he made moves for other quarterbacks it's just you know when it came down time this is the one he was willing to make the you know the trade on or he had a trading partner with so you know it takes two to tangle that's what I'm saying about you know Brown uh we'll see what happens with the Steelers there but uh you know John Dorsey's earned my respect and uh he does it in his own way and you know come uh when the league season opens, I expect mm-hmm. like, rapid trades to be announced that are already done. That oh yeah, about, and we'll go from there. And could it be OBJ? I guess it could be. I just it could be. I, I'm not saying it won't be. I'm just saying I'm less. I'm more in this. Call me a skeptic. Yeah. Or in, in that category than I am a believer that's going to happen. A lot of people say it's going to happen. A lot of people I know that follow the team professionally think it can happen. I'm, I wouldn't rule anything out
1: with this guy. So I
0: won't rule it out, but I'm. Let's put it this way: I, I'm a skeptic. I just don't expect it to happen. And who knows?
1: Yeah, it's, it, like I talked about, um, and you reiterated, in the next six days or in six days when the new new league year begins, it's going to be a lot of whoa! I didn't see that coming. Or well, uh, yeah, these guys might have been right all along. Yeah. And these secrets started to leak out a little bit earlier than they wanted to. So it's basically baseball for agency and wait and see. But I like baseball. March 13th is going to be a really, really busy day.
0: All right. A little AFLW update here before we get mm-hmm. off here, Anthony. As I predicted, and again, I am just so good at predicting. <laughs> um, I said North Melbourne would not lose a game. They lost they, they lost the last time out. <laughs> you put the dice on
1: them.
0: Yeah. So at Adelaide and uh and the uh North Melbourne Kangaroos are now tied at the top spot in conference A. Fremantle and Melbourne right underneath them. Uh Fremantle's actually 4 1. There's actually a four-way tie for number one there. And this is how stupid they're they uh made this conferences with only 10 teams. Is you have Two, the first and second place team from each conference makes the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So you got Adelaide, you got North Melbourne, and you got Fremantle, all in Conference A, all with a four one record. In Conference <laughs> B, you have Geelong, Carlton, Brisbane, uh, the uh, goal was it? I think it's. West Coast, yeah, West Coast Giants and Collingwood. Okay, Collingwood, uh, I guess I root for them. I don't know. I don't They're <laughs> the winless. That doesn't matter. You know, the Giants, they've won one game. They're out. Brisbane, they're, they've won two out of three games. They're two and three on a season. Carlton's two and three on a season. Geelong is three and two. So right now, you got Geelong, Carlton, and Brisbane. All battling out for the top two spots in conference B, and they all have worse records than the top three teams in conference A. Oh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love it, right? Oh my god. Instead of going with a wild card, they have you just went with conference champions, divisional champions, and wild cards.
1: Damn, that's at common least, sense.
0: Yeah, at least then you only have one inferior team in the playoffs. Right it's- now. Right now, actually, the top four teams in Conference A would qualify for the playoffs uh, (laughs) while Conference B would not. So you're going to have two inferior teams into the playoffs. Yep. And uh, two superior teams not making the playoffs in Conference A.
1: I'm Uh, glad I'm not in charge of uh, deciding that.
0: I don't know how – I mean – if you're gonna split it, split it up, I understand. Like the Big Ten, you know, you have two conference champions. They made for yep. the, yep, you know, conference overall champion. You got two divisional champions, and then that's you know comparable. To me like, yeah, you know. However, if you're gonna have a second and third place teams, in, you gotta go wild card. Yep. Yeah, you do. Know. You got to. I mean, it'd be like baseball. Could you imagine if baseball did it that way? Where the first and second team in each division made it and. And you had one wild card team or something like that.
1: <laughs> you have, uh, let's see, in 1995, you would have had a 75-win White Sox team. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it makes no sense. Yep. Uh Oh, well. That's, I mean, the that's Twins uh, last
1: year. At, that's Australian what, football. That would be for... something. They would have made the
0: playoffs. But there we go. On this. Here's my theory on this. Is The AFL is using the AFLW as a experimental ground and here's my and i have no idea this is just pure theory and on my part is i expect the afl was trying thinking about splitting up the men's division instead of having one large Mm -hmm. uh, ladder or one large standing of of 18 teams and the top eight make it to split it up in two conferences so they tried it here first to see how it would work and work out their mistakes if they (laughs) ever do it at the men's division I'm not saying they ever will, but I think that's what the thought process There's was. There's got to be it's, a guinea pig league for everything. Exactly. the minor, You know, like the minor leagues in baseball yep. is, is baseball's, you know, guinea pig. Uh, guinea pig. They use it for everything. They have the, yep. the pitch clock at the minor league level. You know, they the have – Runner on second base. Runner at second base, yeah. Um, you know, and that's fine. You know, you want to play baseball like uh, high school games, that's fine. uh uh-huh. But – at the major league level it's hope and pray.
1: Uh, they never comes base
0: roll never comes in. Oh no, okay. uh, god.
1: I'm hope sure and pray.
0: I hope I actually don't mind the pitch clock. I want more action.
1: I don't either. I don't I don't mind it and watching the games that I've watched this year now neither more cognizant of it. Um they've never really come close to that being a factor. So who knows?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean it's just uh, Oh well. Hey, by the way, that season's just about over. They're five yeah, already. Yeah. yeah, they're five weeks into it. Uh, week six starts this week. Uh, there's only eight weeks in the season. They got ten teams. They couldn't extend the season two extra games. That's why they nope. the conference thing it makes no sense. Uh, however, uh, I'll be watching. Matter of fact, yeah, I'll be watching. Going on tonight, so uh, it's already Friday over there. So I might have missed my uh, my picks for the week. I have to see if I can get them in still. So Anthony, it's been a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the yes, hour it by fast. It's not quite an hour, about forty-five minutes we've done here tonight. So uh hey, if you get a chance, please uh subscribe, rate and review radio MVP. Go to our website, download it, go to Apple Podcasts, give us rating and review. We much appreciate it as we uh move forward. Uh last thoughts, Anthony.
1: Uh yeah, just uh real quick, I wanna say um how proud I am, and uh, congratulations to my cousin on a tremendous four-year run at Canfield uh, for the basketball team. Uh, they had a tough night last night against Poland in the district semifinals. Uh, you and I have covered it and know the game, know that come tournament time, Ken Grizzdale is tough to beat, and uh, they ran into a all last night, uh, but Roy Proud his effort and uh, his work every year, um, and it's... It, it's been fun watching him. So I just want to shout out him and uh, tell him congratulations on a nice year.
0: And uh, here's me bearing the lead. Uh, (laughs) Newcastle, of course, uh, went on to win the WPIL 4 a championship this past weekend and they play tomorrow night at uh, North Allegheny again, as they start the state tournament and good luck to the, running red hurricanes and uh, i should have another episode of running with the canes here shortly uh featuring wpil action and then of course state action and uh all i can say is i am blessed to have that job Yeah, such a fun job to have and such an amazing um we're going to talk more about that next time let's put it that way because there's just not enough time here but congratulations to uh Ralph Blundo and his team, and uh, what a what an amazing run they've had uh, as they uh, became a three-time WPL champion in a row. And six times in nine years that Coach Ralph Blundo has run that uh, program.
1: Yeah, it's I saw um, that to capture the third straight title, they had to come back from a big deficit, and that's
0: just, I'm a champion. Um, yeah, it, it, they were it, down 10 points in the third quarter, nine points in the fourth quarter. And, and nine points in eight minutes. By six? High
1: school bad, high school quarters go fast. You only got eight minutes. Um, and to be down nine against a good program like Quaker Valley, uh, it, it only shows to what you've spoken about about Coach Blundell in the program.
0: Yeah, it's it's been a blessing. I've been enjoying it. And uh, like I told everybody, uh, that's my job until they take it away from me. I'm never going <laughs> to leave <right>. that one. <laughs> That's right sometimes you just you're fortunate and uh i think that is uh shashi uh, shining down on me mm-hmm. uh, a good friend of mine who passed away who did that for many years and uh i was very fortunate to fill in for him during football season many years ago and then after his unfortunate timing loss uh i've gotten his seat and uh man i'm just i just shake my head and i'm thankful every week because it's just been a lot of fun. And uh, good luck to the uh, Red Hero team as they uh, go into the state tournament uh, tomorrow night. All right, for Anthony and Canfield, I'm Tim here in Bourbon. So we speak again. Remember to check us out on RadioMVP.com. Good night, everyone.